Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello and welcome to week 46 of the Foot Weekly podcast. The first episode in a while on the main feed, we're going to be breaking down the new Foot heroes. 19 of them have been announced. We'll be predicting what they're going to be like, whether they're going to be meta. One of them actually said meta on them, so you'd imagine they probably will be. But what about the others? And uh, most importantly, are they going to be fun? Are we going to enjoy having them in the game? Uh, we are going to be focused on EAFC content. There's a supporter episode out on footies, which people can check out if they would like to. And for now, let's dive into it. I'm, of course, your host, Ben, and I have with me three guests, starting with Josh Excels. Good to be back. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Refreshed. It's nice. It's the summer. We we get to relax and indeed. looking forward to, to getting into some of the new stuff we've seen for EAFC. Yeah, there's been a lot going on since uh, I went off on my trip to find a cheeky Kalor Navas. And uh, we have on this podcast as well, someone who is pretty regular around these parts, going to provide some insight on these new heroes. We have Hubert. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. And we also have, slightly less frequently, but it's always good to have him on, Kim Pembro, a.k.a. Jason. Welcome back as well. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm, I've been on a fair few times now. I'm due, I don't know, at least five, maybe? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's fairly regular, surely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty unfair, actually. You've been on pretty regularly recently, which has been very helpful. Um, and looking forward to getting your insights on this particular selection of new heroes and also on that support episode about footies which uh, people can check out probably by the time you're listening to this anyway let's get into what is i guess eafc 24 news and that is that there are going to be 19 new heroes some of these actually aren't new but only a couple of them and uh, we'll mention those a bit later but um, for now we should dive into it because there are plenty to get through and we'll start with Carlos Tevez, who is probably one of the better known ones on this list. I actually think he doesn't look particularly like Carlos Tevez, this Marvel image, but there we go, not the most important part. And for these UCL versions they've announced, we know their rating, but we don't know their stats, skill moves, play styles, I guess. But Josh on foot.gg has done a breakdown of all 19 with predictions for things like skill moves, weak foot, card stats, that sort of stuff. And uh, we'll be running through that, I guess, to some extent as we go through this list. So, Josh, are you excited for Tevez? I mean, I, I guess he went to the other side, but he was good for us. 
Yeah, he, he was. I mean, you know, I'm just, I, I really hope they resurrect the Carlos Tevez with his bulldog-like approach commentary yes. line yeah, yeah. that was so ubiquitous back in the day. And I think with him, the 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 real issue will be what they do with his pace because his cards seem to kind of fluctuate pace-wise quite a bit depending on where you put him in his career. But with his kind of physicality and he should have a lot of stamina because he was one of the best pressers from the front. Mm. I don't feel too much animosity towards him. You know, he didn't necessarily leave us for City because we never really owned him. Kia Jurassic did. Yeah. So, you know, uh, no, so he, he's he's going to be one that I think would be nice to have back in the game. Um, and he's one of the few that have actually been given Premier League as their league. There's mm. a lot of players that played in the Premier League, but have been given... And I one thing I just want to kind of bring up before we go into all of these players is the ratings that we've been shown are ratings on their UCL or UWCL hero mm, cards. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be their base rating or if it's going to be the kind of increased rating on these special versions, kind of the same way that we had the uh, World Cup heroes that had increased ratings from their normal versions. They haven't been totally clear on how that's going to work. So, um, yeah, he's he's in there at 90 rated. And, I mean, you know, he should have very good shooting. And like I say, if he's got over kind of 85 pace, he's going to be an absolute menace. Yeah, and with the changes to physicality, again, and that being a focus, Hugh, we were looking at this in the gameplay pitch note read-through. I think he you know, should be very good. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, it's interesting, you know, with the kind of shorter stature but higher strength, sometimes those players can be a little unique, maybe similar to like Rooney in some ways. Um, you know, the way that, you know, they're still mobile and easy to turn on the ball, but have that strength to win those 50-50 challenges. Yeah, agreed. Um, we probably won't all give thoughts on every player, but uh, Kim Pembro, Jason, anything to add on Tevez as he's a, a big one? Yeah, it, it really it really just depends on, like most of, so it will basically be based on what are his skill moves, what are his pace, because uh, if, if basically if like the pace is low and the skill moves are like three star or under, I I know for a fact that it will probably just kind of reduce his value. Being from the Prem, though, obviously it's going to be a it's going to be good from a chem perspective. But I mean, um, yeah. say Tevez is a he's an iconic FIFA uh, FIFA player, so it's um it's good to have him back in the game. Yeah, um, and the other thing you didn't mention there will be play styles and <laughs> play styles plus <laughs> people will be looking for those and it'll be interesting to see you know how many play style pluses there are spread across the heroes i understand they're going to be pretty rare um but you know they'll, they'll probably so. be a good they're one, going to be pretty overpowered that's why <laughs> yeah i know hugh you helped out josh with this article um or maybe this was one of yours josh it might have been because um, i know you did some of these as well um and put tevez down as having the relentless play style which is uh, the one where you get better stamina and um boosted stamina recovery that sort of thing and stamina has less effect and i think that could be definitely something i see him having and then we'll move on to someone who i don't really know that much about at all and that is lizar razu I want to say. Uh, oh, how do you uh, not? I think, I think how dare you? My Taylor's a razoo. How dare yeah, you? I, I, I apologize to the man himself if if he's listening. But yeah, I don't know much about him. So, you know, fill me in, Josh. What, what, what do I need to know? I mean, all I remember is classic 11s back in the day. He was an absolute brilliant left back. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he kind of played mainly in the 90s. Like the culmination of his career was probably winning the World Cup 
uh, with France in, in 98, obviously in a home World Cup. So for me, I was five years old when that happened. Uh, so, you know, potentially not one that a lot of players will will know too well, but somebody that had a really good career in France and then really kind of came to the fore for Bayern Munich. Um, I think he was played in the uh, Champions League final against Manchester United in 99, uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, we, we won. Uh, but oh, he did was, he play in that um, match? I, I think so. I think oh, so. Okay. He might he might have been suspended, but I think I think so. Um, but he was he was a brilliant player. I mean, a lot of the I'm sure we'll get on to the women heroes, but a lot of the things I've seen is about short players. Well, Lizarazu, I think he was five foot five. So mm. we'll really see how that one translates across. But he um, he was very very good um, going forward. Obviously, around that time, you've got Roberto Carlos being kind of redefining that left-back position in terms of being a very attacking left-back. And Lizarazu was very much um, on that trend as well. So, yeah, he will be. Mm. He should be a card with a lot of pace and some really, really nice technical stats. I think he'll be a very, very sought-after card. Kind of not similar in terms of how they are as players, but in terms of like Cap de Villa was in everybody's team. That World Cup Cap de Villa for, for a long period of time was very expensive. I could see Lizarazu being another one of those types. Mm-hmm, indeed and uh, yeah so 5 for 5 not very useful on corners which explains 1999 maybe um, <laughs> and uh, we move on to uh, another big one actually I would say Viali uh, 91 rated uh, Jason someone you're excited for I no, think no he's a Chelsea legend I'm a Tottenham, I'm a, I'm a Tottenham fan uh, that's exactly no what I said <laughs> no interest in him I'd imagine he'd be very good he was really good for Chelsea as far as I'm aware I'd imagine his hero is back at uh, was it Juventus or something like that? Yeah, um, it does have Juventus on the on the card. It's Syria, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. So in 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 all fairness, I <laughs> that would make I've it got okay. no real interest in him. But if okay. he's good, fine, I'll use him. But I got no excitement for him, shall we say? Okay, yeah, yeah. You've given him five star week for Josh, which could be interesting. Um, sounds possible. And again, in terms of physicality, Hugh potentially uh, another good one. Yeah, he's uh, looks like he's around five eleven. So based on his predicted stats he looks kind of similar to an Mbappe type you know the 5'11 6 foot good pace shooting passing dribbling decent physicals five star weak foot so um it'll be interesting I think you know Syria really needs some some good cards they've lost a few players recently that have gone to other leagues or kind of gotten on an age so I think that'll be uh, a fun one to try out and hopefully get some good links I, I, I do really think this is going to be a card that a lot of people will will get to know very quickly because Viali played a lot of his career at striker but was very often moved back to kind of centre forward and like central attacking midfield role um, mm. and was a brilliant playmaker as well. And I imagine if he has those alternative positions, it gives him a lot of flexibility in where you could play him in your team. And you couple that with he will absolutely have the acrobatic play style because he just had a punchant for it. It's going to be nice to nice have him. It's nice to have him in game. Obviously, um, he passed away earlier this year, mm-hmm. so it'll be um, it'll be nice to kind of have a version of him that people can who don't know him can can get to know the the player that he was. And then a player that people will be very familiar with uh, for his appearances, well, in the Champions League, and of course that's what all these cards are. It is Wesley Schneider. Um, I mean, he looks based on Josh's predictions: four star skills, five star weak foot, a lot of useful passing play styles. Jason, I think he could be someone, especially at 91 rated, people are, are going to be coveting. I think he'll be very, very meta. Like if they if they kind of give him 
the attributes and stats that are kind of we're, we're looking at the play styles and stuff i think it'd be very meta i mean um he was i don't think he actually had like a particularly amazing foot card i think that's due to the nature of like his um the, the timings and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. If I remember rightly, I think he was he was really close to winning the Ballon d'Or at one point as well. So I'd imagine they'll show him some respect and I'd imagine he'll be very good in game um, and yeah, expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, any thoughts on him, Hugh, before we move on? Yeah, he looks good to me. It seems like we'll have a lot of that uh, Mourinho inter-team, you know, Molito, Eto, Zanetti, Lucio. Mm. So quite a few from that team. Yeah, that's true. Right, and then we move on to, uh, unfortunately, no Liverpool fans on the pod to get excited about this. John Arnariza, of course, a Premier League hero. Uh, 87 rated, so not the highest rated. And uh, we've got to say, of course, contractually obliged. And uh, that's what Josh, you put in the article. Any particular additional things to know, apart from the fact he had a ridiculously powerful shot and was you know, a solid left back? I think Pace could let him down, actually. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting one. Obviously, you're trying to give stats to players who you've maybe got very early footballing memories of or players you've you know never really watched, um, especially when it came to some of the uh, older players led um older heroes I, i've I've not watched all of them so trying to put them together was was kind of a you know watching highlights and reading biographies and that kind of stuff reese is one of those where it's going to depend on what they do with his pace stat he was never the fastest and so if they put him i've got him at 84 pace which i think is going to be usable but because he had such a good long shot on him i can imagine his shooting on his card is going to be a little bit higher than people expect you know he was quite attacking um, and his free kicks and shot power were unbelievable. So I, I have him as like a club 80 card and one that, mm. you know, if he gets a cut, like if we have a couple of special hero cards, if he got a 92, 93, I can imagine him being unbelievable. If he got shapeshifted into midfield, for example, I think he would suit that very well. I, I hope he's accessible and, and not too expensive. Um, but yeah, he, he'll, uh, he'll be an interesting one to see what they do stats wise for sure. Yeah. Any other thoughts on him before we move on? Yeah, I would say with Risa also that, you know, if they make him, you know, if that pace is high, then he becomes very meta because of the Holland chem that he can provide. Um, You know, Mm. Prem hero, Norwegian. So that's like, that would guarantee Holland at least two chem, wouldn't it? Uh, Just from him alone. So Mm. yeah, it could be pretty powerful. It looks like a player I'd like to play at like left center mid in a 4 3 3 or something, you know, like Mm. the. The all-around stats, good long shots, solid defending. So he has potential that even if he's not the best actual left back, he still could be pretty useful in other ways. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Right, let's move on to Riziki. Um, I mean, another one, Jason, you'll be very excited for, I'm sure. Another player I've got no interest <laughs> in. <laughs> no, again, uh, it's a shame because obviously being a Tottenham fan and all these new heroes coming in, Sadly, not too much to get excited for. No doubt when the game's out, I'll give him a try. But in general, nah. there's one that's coming. You'll be excited for surely. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. But yeah, Riziki, um, he's 88 rated this version and quite well-rounded stats, but possibly disappointing because of the pace, really. Yes, it, it really, it's really hard to judge cards based on. We don't know body type, play styles, weak foot, strong foot, and, and like kind of skill moves, that sort of mm. stuff. But I've, I remember rightly, he did have some good cards back in um, previous FIFA's. So um 
Is he sorry? Has he got the Prem links, or is he is he a different? He's Bundesliga, league? actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm not undoubtedly sure we'll get a Premier League version at some point, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, and Josh, maybe five star week for your saying and four star skills, which would make him a bit more usable. And with playstyles this year, we don't quite know. You know, maybe those things will compensate for him being a bit weak and a little slower than other players. Yeah, I kind of I kind of pictured him as like a Bundesliga Mostavoy just with better mm. stats kind of thing. He he was he was such a silky player, you know, technically one of the best he probably was the best on the ball player at Arsenal when Jeremy Lynch was there. Um but you know, his <laughs> his his silkiness on the ball, his ability to pick a pass, he had a he used the outside of his foot an awful lot. Maybe five star weak foot was a bit kind because he he did tend to prefer hitting it with the outside of his strong foot. Mm. But yeah, I mean, unbelievably silky. So I'm I'm hoping that his passing and dribbling will will make up for maybe a lack of pace and physical. But I'm also hoping that the new um, precision passing will really lend kindly to a player like this to be able to really pick that ball through and be super, super Mm. precise. Hopefully that's the case. Um, And then let's move on to someone who's very interesting, actually, uh, Ludovic Julie. And as a a Barcelona fan, somewhat, Hugh, I imagine that's kind of exciting. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Um, Obviously, it'll kind of come down to the, the skills and weak foot and whatnot, but... Um, you know, I think Waliga could actually use uh, a good right winger, especially it seems like Usman Dembele might be heading off. So, um, mm. yeah, I think he could end up being a, a pretty useful card. He was really small, like only like five foot five. So, I think he could be like a really fun player to use, almost like that Insigne type. You know, mm. really responsive, quick dribbling. Yeah, yeah. And you have him here as four star skills, only three star weak foot, but he is a, a pacey player, eighty eight rated. Will probably be better if they give him enough pace, basically. Yeah, I, I went with a I went with a three star weak foot just because his highest rated uh, foot card was in FIFA 10 when he was at PSG, and that only had three star weak foot. There's every chance mm. he'll give him a four star weak foot. Um, but yeah, at, at five five, he could be, you know, in terms of the new kind of explosive accelerate style, with it being so with it being kind of spread out much further. I, I think he will be on the very extreme end of the explosive accelerate style and 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 maybe that could give him a bit of an advantage um at five foot five. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh let's move on to another fun one, I think. And another one Jason's gonna be excited about, and that is uh Kanu. Um I guess a lot of <laughs> listeners of this podcast will know of Kanu, probably saw him play in the Premier League, and uh he's eighty seven rated. The, the stats are interesting on him, especially the ones that you've given him, Josh, with high dribbling. Um, actually, his highest stat on the card, but we know he's very tall, of course. Uh, 197 centimetres. What's that in feet, actually? Um, six foot six, I think they have six it down. Six. Wow. That, that is, yeah. So it's basically crouched, but with an even better touch for a big man, right? Yeah, I, I don't think that height is actually accurate. If you see him okay. kind of shaking hands with Wenger, he looks more like 190, like about Wenger's high, about 6'1", 6'2". But, oh, okay. <laughs> but everywhere online, I mean, everywhere, Wikipedia, everywhere has him at 197. So, okay. yeah, I won't complain. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Any thoughts on him, Jason? I actually, I know he played for, I know he plays for Arsenal and that stuff, <laughs> but he was, um, he ended up going, what was it, West Brom, Portsmouth, Portsmouth that sort of yeah. stuff as well. And I, I'm interested to use this card. I like the the different cards. I like the 
the, the tall cards, you know, especially with the game changing slightly, hopefully anyway, in and around, you know, there's there's different kind of shieldings hmm. being brought in and that sort of stuff. I'd be interested to see how these big guys play. Um, kind of is actually, he looks more on the fun side than the, me- the meta side and I welcome fun cards. So yeah, and I'm actually quite interested to see how he plays. Yeah. Um, a good card and one that yeah I'm looking forward to trying, especially if he has the you know four star skills which you predicted and four star weak foot. Um, we've also got next Rui Costa, 89 rated. Uh, we know Rui Costa, obviously. I don't think we need to speak too much about him. It's going to be a Serie A version. Um, previously, you know, this cycle you'd say that's an advantage for the chemistry and everything, but obviously with icons next cycle giving one chemistry contribution to every league in the game. I think icons are going to be better, but for some purposes, heroes are going to be better, I guess. Um, Lipmanon as well, we can kind of skip over. He's going to be a Divisi. He's 89 rated. Um, he actually, you know, 89 could be, I guess, certainly better than a lot of the versions that we've seen of him as an icon, which is nice. Uh, and then we get to Paolo Futre. Uh, someone, Josh, did you play with back when he was a legend? Uh, only to say that you played with them, you know, kind of back in the day mm. when it was like you, you, the terrible legends were all kind of 50 or 60k, but all could do something that other cards couldn't. And he mm. he tended to be one of them, but he did have four-star skill moves and five-star weak foot. And uh, if they carry that across to this card, whilst I don't think his pace, shooting and passing will necessarily blow people's socks off, he will have very high dribbling and could be somebody early doors that that is quite meta and and allows you to build into a cheaper league in terms of the Portuguese league. Uh, uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see to see how those three that we've just kind of covered do because they tended to be the discard icons. So how they do as as heroes will be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Jason, any further thoughts on Futre? Oh, if I actually kind of remember, I think like FIFA 14 or something like that might have been where we had kind of had legends and that sort of stuff. And um, I don't think it got used particularly much then. But yeah, it kind of it depends. I don't, I don't know. Because he's got such a, a strange league, unless he's like as overpowered as Alawaram was this year, where his league was completely overlooked because of how good he was. Uh, I don't know if you'll see him that much. Well, he is the 89 yeah. rated though, so you, you, you never know really. So it's the five-star weak foot and stuff, so. Yeah, you say that about Alawara and his league could be a lot more useful going oh, into the yeah, next, next cycle. Is, yeah, for sure. Um, but Futre, yeah, as you alluded to, Liga Portuguesa, so, you know, I guess that has limited usefulness. But I would say I really enjoyed him as a legend um, a lot, actually. I used him quite a bit and he's someone that I had a lot of fun with. And yeah, never the fastest, never the best shooting or passing, but good enough. And his dribbling was kind of insane. Um, I think early on, when he's like one of the best dribblers in the game, he could be really good to use. So yeah. There's going to be about 15 YouTube series called Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we move on to Dimitar Berbatov, um, someone I'm very excited about. I'm sure Josh as well. And potentially Jason as well. Finally, someone to get a little bit excited about. It's not potentially. He was one of my favourite players at Tottenham. Nice. I actually cannot wait to use him. I imagine he'll be a bit slow because he was pretty slow and laboured. But as long as they, as long as they give him like the touch he deserves, the finishing he deserves, and stuff, again, um, I can't wait to use him. I mean, he's called the Berber Spin for a reason, right? Mm. Like, you know, I I've... absolutely loved him at Spurs. Just like any player I loved at Spurs, they always either go to Man United or Real Madrid. So I was used to seeing them go. But yeah, I can't wait to use this card. 
he's a very funny one, Hugh, because I think he really deserves five-star skills. But I don't think they'll give it to him because that would stop him being able to do the Berber spin, right? But I think that's kind of a shame. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if maybe they'll find a way to hard code it or something. But <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting thinking about both Berbatov and Kanu, both kind of bigger guys, but more known for their dribbling than their strength. So they probably won't be lengthy. Uh, at least mm. not fully lengthy for sure, because they'll definitely have decent agility. So it'll be interesting to see with some of these taller strikers how good they are when they can't be fully lengthy. Yeah, it's interesting. Your predicted stats don't scream to me. This player's going to be great in foot, but Josh, I think he'll he'll still be good enough, um, and obviously we'll get boosted cards as the year goes on. Yeah, his his body type and how he moves on the ball is going to make a massive difference, I feel, because technically Berbatov is superb, you know, inventing skill moves. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen his chip. I think it was for Monaco, where he kind of almost like doesn't even think about it and it doesn't look Mm. like he's put any effort into it and he dinks the keeper from a ridiculous angle. And just that kind of grace that he had, if they can capture that, I think he'll be somebody that, a lot of people will enjoy using. I don't think it will be in pros teams or, you know, the people that are grinding up towards that kind of 16 to 20 win mark. But I think he will be one that you could have an awful lot of fun with and score some very, very nice goals. On the skill move thing, Aidan McGeady wasn't able to do the McGeady spin for a good 18 (laughs) months. So there's every chance they give him five-star skill moves and he can't perform his own skill. But um, either way, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to him. I'll be surprised if he breaks 80 pace, though. Yeah, I should say, actually, this is the Bundesliga version. Important to uh, note that. I'm sure there'll be a Premier League one at some point. I did want to mention, just because I think it's one of the most relevant playstyles to him, is the playstyle first touch. And I think with the way that the gameplay is looking, at least what they've said. First touch is going to be a good one. Um, for those who don't know, what the playstyle first touch does is a player has reduced error when trapping the ball and is able to transition to dribbling faster with greater control. And then the playstyle plus is just a, an even better version of that. So I think he would be a candidate, at least for the playstyle plus effect. And I can imagine that'll be really nice, especially early in the game when you know players' touches are generally a bit looser. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see how he plays, I think. And I think he's one of those kind of almost, what's the word, litmus tests for the game. If he's good in the game, I think that's a, probably a good sign for the game overall. Yep. Let's move on to another one. And someone, there's always one, isn't there? An American player who... I don't want to get deported, but really probably doesn't deserve the rating that he's got here. And that is DeMarcus Beasley. Uh, He's an 86 rated, going to be extremely fast. As everyone will know, if you've seen his cards in foot in the past, he's a Divisi. And yeah, Josh, what uh, would you like to add about him? Uh, Yeah, I mean... Uh, my 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 first line in my description of him in the article is for those of you that watch Ted Lasso it's the epitome of coach beard's pre-match information on wolves which is lot of pace uh, and that's going to be pretty much it um you know he he'll be able to do a little bit on the ball like you know when in his best seasons which probably were at PSV he was quite i think he got 13 goal contributions in the Eredivisie in something like 1300 minutes of play. He seemed to always get injured whenever he was hitting this kind of patch of form. You know, an American that's played in the Champions League semi-final 
in 2005. That was one of the earliest American exports. So I I can imagine this is going to be one of the cheapest hero cards, if not the cheapest hero card. But no. his pace may make him attractive. There's every chance he could be that Aloy Rand type. No one yep. really knows him <laughs> and his pace just gets him up there, but I can't see it. Oh, I don't know. I reckon we. I, if you'd have said that about Alawaran before the game, before this version, you'd be like the cheapest, cheapest hero there is. No chance. You know, I, we'd have to wait and see if they give him excessive amount of pace because he was he was he was quick. I um, think they have to. People, yeah, he was people just quick. pay for the pace. <laughs> it's interesting as well because he had few decent defensive stats throughout his career in terms of FIFA. So. He could be someone who you move inside if you want a bit of flexibility, maybe even wide in a, a three-back, something like that. He, he's got some good utility, I think. Yeah, I think so. I definitely like a, a budget Alloway run, but definitely a bit better at like playing in that wing-back role. Um, it's an interesting card. Um, I think it looks like, from what I can see, his highest rating in FIFA ever was 80, mm. which is kind of similar to like Ramirez a bit. But yeah, it's. I think it's cool that they throw him in. Hopefully he's not too overpowered relative to what he actually was but it's cool to see at least a, a useful american in the game i don't think uh dempsey and donovan have been particularly good since they were put into the game but mm. one of four uh players from the, the new heroes this year that played for man city interestingly so mm. yeah it's true uh, let's move on then to the man you just mentioned and that is ramirez his highest rated version was an informant, which was 82 rated. Obviously, players didn't get such high rated versions as they do now. Um, but this Ramirez is going to be 87 rated. He's Premier League, Brazilian midfielder. Obviously, he's someone that's just going to be stupid good, especially if he, Josh, gets your predicted stats here. Yeah, he, he's one that... like. I- I wanted to give him 80 pace in my predicted, 88 paces in my predicted stats because <laughs> I think it was four or five years in a row that he had 88 pace and it just feels right. But the rating on this card is higher than any FIFA card he's had before. So it will be mm. interesting to see. Like I've, I've now given him 90 pace because you kind of have to because everything's a bit higher. He was one of those that uh, is kind of harks back to the day where gold cards were still usable past Christmas. Uh, and we don't really have that too much anymore apart from Mbappe. So uh, it will be, I'm, I'm really excited to have him back in the game because it's like, it's going to be fun to ha- have a bit of that nostalgia. There are some interesting things on this card design that people may have missed <laughs> or, or on his like image, which is he's holding his glove up. Like he's got the kind of gauntlet from Avengers and it says Meta on it. And then on his like right lapel is an engine chemistry style logo. So it's, you know, I think they're kind of telling us exactly what this card is going to be. Uh, mm. And that is, that's going to be incredibly annoying to play against, but brilliant to have on your own team. Yeah. I mean, I actually do remember using him back in the previous FIFAs when he was literally his gold card was just so good. I think you end up moving to, um, moving to China didn't he and I think even then we, we were still using his gold card if you could somehow get him in but I mean um, yeah he's like Kante before Kante existed so um, mm. giving him like a juiced hero card is going to be interesting again though it really depends on how impactful size and physicality is because this year you don't see small CDMs you don't really see Kante's or anything. it's all about the big like the big central players in the middle have been really dominant so next year's game kind of depends. But if like 
if those kind of smaller CDMs and like kind of maybe box to box, I don't think he's got the ability at the other end at a viable. He's going to be amazing. He was so good back in the day. So hopefully mm. they do him justice and he's a, he's a lot of fun to play with. I can imagine him being used more as a DM, especially if he gets Josh's predicted skill moves and wheat foot of three star, yeah. three star. But in real life, he was more of a box to box player, wasn't he? And I mean, I remember yeah. that. Was it against Barcelona, he, that chip he scored, which was really amazing. That was, that's was that been lost in the orgasmic cacophony of Neville and Torres in that game, but he did score a gorgeous <laughs> chip. Yeah, that was, and actually talking of the foot side of things, it was him and what, David Luiz that would just be, you know, you'd have yeah. this team just ridiculously stacked with players who are 90 plus rated and you still have the base non-rare David Luiz and this Ramirez in the team, right? Uh, they were both that good. In fact, David Luiz is someone that I think definite hero candidate in the future. Um, let's move on to um, the next one, who's an interesting one actually, because people will be very familiar with him for his commentary potentially, um, certainly in the UK, and that is McManaman. And uh, he is a left mid, uh, 89 rated. So, you know, should be pretty good, Josh, I'd say. Yeah, and and I kind of took inspiration for this card a lot from what EA have described about them. You know, the EA have given this kind of like short blurb about each player and they kept calling him a Swiss army knife, able to fulfill any role defensively or going forward. Like they're kind of saying he could do everything and he very much was a player that could kind of fill in in lots of places, but probably excelled most on the left of the midfield. And I think he will be one of those cards that will be very, very good and people won't really expect it. And then we'll see his card and people will go, that's going to be one I have to have in my team. He mm. was not, you know, his career is not defined by the fact that he's a terrible co-commentator. <laughs> it is defined by the fact that he was probably one of the most successful British exports in terms of into Europe that, that we had until Gareth Bale, really. Um, you know, Beckham, I, I was, it's arguable whether Beckham was as successful as him at Real Madrid. So mm. yeah, he was, he was, uh, as a, as a United fan who, you know, remembers him for Liverpool. It, it's hard to say, but, um, he will, I think he'll have a very, very good card, a very well-rounded card as well. I definitely agree. Um, and let us move into the final men's hero that's being added. Uh, that is Vincent Company. I mean, probably doesn't need too much introduction. Um, as Hugh, you've got some city affection. Do you want to talk us through Company? What can we expect? I think stats-wise, they'll probably be pretty similar to a lot of the other special center backs where they're not quite the quickest. He's probably on the quicker side, but um, just really strong defending, strength, aerially, things like that. So I think overall will be a very solid card. Um, seems like for the Premier League, it tends to be that there's a couple really, really expensive center backs like a Van Dyke, and then a lot of them are either just like discard or like maybe a few thousand coins just because they're kind of quick. So it's cool to have a few more options, you know, being added in. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Josh, good on the ball as well, right? Which will be quite nice. Yeah, he, you know, he was very good on the ball and and was probably the person who was able to, in his first few years at City, play the kind of battling, tough defender role, but was then able to transition as the club transitioned to be mm. a more dominant on-the-ball centre-back. I, I, personally, even as a United fan, I think he's been done very dirty being a hero and not being an icon that that's seems like an oversight and mm. even at that he's not the highest rated hero either um for 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 a player that did so much and is just such a lovely bloke it's uh it does feel kind of sad that he's not been given a little bit 
extra zhuzh. Yeah, I know what you mean about that. One for the perennial icon or hero debate, I guess. Let's move on to the final three heroes then. And these are women's heroes. And they are like men's players in that they represent a particular league, but obviously the women's equivalent. And we start with someone that people will be, I think, pretty familiar with, and that is Alex Scott. And she'll be representing the Women's Super League. And looking at the prediction you've made, 88 rated, we know, but in terms of the predicted stats and skills, four-star skills, great pace, and really quite a fun-looking, potentially, wingback, Josh. Yeah, and and again, I think, you know, when you it's another thing when we go back to that talk about height difference between the men's and women's players. I, I think, especially for kind of a wing back role, it's not too, too important unless those back post headers become a, a big part of the game. But she was a mm. brilliant, brilliant player, quite diverse. Like I've got, like I've got her down as right back. Cause that was pretty much her position, but she was very, very attacking scored some brilliant goals um, from, from far out as well. So I expect her shooting from distance to be, to be really good as well. And I, she's been, you know, she presented the event in Amsterdam. She was on stage there. She's was part of the first batch of heroes that they released the details of. I kind of expect her to be a card that they make one that what everyone wants to use because mm. I, I, I think she's, she's definitely signed some sort of deals quite closely linked. And I think she'll be quite well-rounded as well. So be one to watch out for, Picking up, you know, I, I definitely think women's cards will probably start off too cheap. And then mm. as people play against them and realize how good they are, we'll probably start bringing into their clubs. It might be one to, to look out for early doors. Yeah, especially if we're looking at three backs and five backs again. I think, you know, you could get away with a five foot. Is she five foot four, five foot five or something like that? Um, full back in your team. But obviously ideal if they can play as a wing back. Um, anything to add, Hugh? No, I agree. I think it, it just comes down to how much the, the physicality and height matters, but especially for wide players, I think definitely be able to get away with that if it is an issue. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to an 89-rated women's player, Bon Pastor, a left mid, French, and she's going to be a hero for the women's first division. And yeah, look, it looks very well-rounded, actually. Kind of like McManaman in a way, actually. <laughs> now I look at his card and this one together, the way that you predicted it anyway. Yeah, she she was given the nickname Bombardier by uh, by EA, and that was like if you if you if you've not really been keeping up with women's football, and I have to admit, there's Bombastor was somebody who I'd not really I didn't really know about. I knew her as a manager of Lyon, but didn't know about her as a player. Mm. Her highlights of the goal, some of the goals she scored are ridiculously good. Like she scored a lot of long shots, so expect her like power shot and dead ball I, I reckon as play styles but she was somebody who played left side of the midfield mainly but also played left back a lot as well I think she was the second highest capped player for France or maybe still is the second highest capped player for France and at that 89 rating I I think she could be a very very fun player to use what well, I'm, I'm hoping they give her good enough attacking stats that you can play her a bit further forward because I think she was only 162 centimeters tall, something like that. And so if the physicality is an issue, you won't really be able to play her in that midfield. I reckon she'll probably get bullied off the ball a bit too much. Um, but I think going forward, yeah, it should be an awful mm. lot of fun. Anything to add, anyone? Only for me, just the... Um, obviously, the league not necessarily will mean too much in a sense that they'll get full cam. 
anyway, mm. so they'll pop them in. Chem, it just means they won't contribute chem. So that's not a huge issue. Uh, and I actually played the the pre beta, um, and mm. the and the women. Um, I played both modes, and the women dribble. In my opinion, still early doors, significantly better than some of them, but quite a lot of the men do. So, if these type of players come in, these specifically, I think the wider players or the more like attacking players, if they if they can move and dribble as well as I think they're gonna, um, don't be surprised to see a lot of these kind of high rated female heroes, female players in the game because. Um, yeah, I think they'll be pretty meta. Yeah. I mean, it's always the case with players who are short, nimble, etc. And uh, there'll be quite a few of them in the game. Although not just that, actually, if you look around and look at the profiles of some of these players, it's a bit more varied than you'd think. And it's maybe something we'll cover before, uh, certainly before the start of the game. But once we get the database, which should include women's players as well. And the other thing I was going to mention that you brought up actually is in terms of uh, league chemistry I guess yeah it's not maybe ideal that they don't have a club link which would be nice I guess because she would have been probably Leon but there will be plenty of decent women's players in that league for her to provide chemistry to so it will still be helpful and uh, moving on to the next women's player even higher rated we have Nadine Kessler representing the Frauen Bundesliga she's 90 rated the prediction here from Josh is four star, four star with 92 pace, 87 shooting, 86 passing, 85 dribbling, and you know, decent defensive stats 65 defending, 69 physical as well. Probably, I think, could have been an icon, a pretty high profile player, and a very good one. What did you learn about Kesler, Josh? Basically, she probably had the best year of any footballer ever, uh, mm. in that she won a treble for her club Wolfsburg she won the um, Pokal the league and the Champions League and then went on to win the best women's player and because she also won the Euros with Germany in the same year that all happened in the same season so she probably had like the most complete year anyone's ever put together probably will have somebody correct me that you know but I, I can't think of a team that won a treble and then a player from that team went on to win an international competition in the same year so her career was cut very short by injury, which is maybe one of the reasons why she's not an icon. So and that could have played into it, but will be a brilliant cam to have in your team. Incredibly quick, very good passer of the ball, brilliant. Like her goal record from um, like midfield, she was a central attack midfielder, is it's like Frank Lampard levels of like, that's not a midfielder, that has to be a striker. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, she's currently the head of uh, women's football at UEFA as well. So I imagine they'll be, considering it's a you know Champions League card and the UEFA license is clearly very important, I imagine they'll be quite kind. Indeed, and that actually segues us nicely onto me saying that these are a pre-order bonus actually for the Ultimate Edition, but you need to pre-order by the 22nd of August to get these. You'll get them on the 27th of November. It's working quite similarly to how those World Cup heroes worked last cycle. So that's worth taking note of. And actually, just quickly, in terms of the pre-order uh, options, you've got Ultimate and Standard. Pretty simple. This cycle, and actually both have dual entitlements. So if you go between next-gen and uh, current-gen, or I guess now it's current-gen and old-gen, really, then you can do that on both versions. So that's good. Uh, the extra things you get from Ultimate, though, seven days early access, 4,600 FIFA points, 
access to Nike Ultimate Team Campaign, Team of the Week 1 Ultimate Team Player Item, and Nike Ultimate Team Lone Player Item for 24 Ultimate Team Matches and Nike Ultimate Team Kit. And then there's the uh, UCL slash UWCL Hero that I just mentioned. I think because of what you get in the Ultimate Edition, it is for most listeners probably going to make sense, isn't it? For for a committed FIFA player, it's, you know, the seven days early access, I think is probably the biggest part, you know, gives you that head start at the beginning of the game. Obviously, you get those FIFA points added on as well, which have become more and more valuable this year as the cycle's gone on with, with the packs that they've been giving out. You still get the team of the week one item and then let's see what this night campaign has to offer as well because having access to that is going to be um, going to be great and you don't have to pre-order before august 22nd in order to get access to that it's only the champions league hero card that you get with the with the pre-order before the 22nd mm-hmm. of august so yeah i i think for for a hardcore it's wor- worth doing and then you know don't spend fifa points for the rest of the year or foot points yeah. or ut points or whatever they're going to be called FC points, it looks like. FC um, points, there we go. And uh, 4,650 points, or FC points, sorry, is about £32. So if you would spend FIFA points, it's kind of worth it anyway. But even if you don't, you might want the little head start that FIFA points gives you anyway if you're planning not to spend. So any final things to add? Let's start with you, Josh. I mean, for me, just in terms of heroes in general, and it's something that's been a bit of a common thread this year, the card designs are just beautiful. They've they've gone back to Marvel. They're all Marvel made again, these um, these hero designs, and they've kind of shown them, shown us what they're going to look like. And then you add that on to the fact that the card's going to be animated behind them with the kind of lightning theme going on. And it's mm. just, I'm, I'm, it's part of the game that I know it's kind of a little bit arcadey and maybe a little bit far-fetched, but... I, I I really like it, and they, they've done a banging job of some of these designs as well. I'm looking forward to seeing the new ones. Like, go and check out if you've not seen it, Yari Lipmanen's card design because it's he's just got a, an owl on his shoulder, and it's just beautiful. I, I, I there's nothing else to say really. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Thank you very much, Josh, for taking the time, doing the research, and uh, you know, explaining a bit about some of the heroes we didn't know too much about. No, no, it was, uh, it was good. Um, it was nice to kind of go back down memory lane with a few of them as well. And mm. and I think the biggest thing for me was uh, researching the women's heroes. You have a vague knowledge about them. You maybe watch a couple of games, but reading more about their impact in the game and watching highlights, I, I think it it was a small taste of the exposure that the women's game is going to get over the next year. And and I'm I think that's a that can only be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. And finally to you, Hugh, anything to add um, as we wrap up here? Yeah, I'll just say I'm excited for all of the new heroes coming to the Eredivisie. It's like surprisingly large amount. Yeah. You got Beasley, Kanu, and Lippmann in. Um, Schneider will probably have a version there. You got Dirk Kite already. So there can be some pretty uh, you know fun options with that league. And you know, kind of fun to have some of the off leagues, not just top five in the Saudi league. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully some fun squad building options. And then with the way that icons will be impacting chemistry that, you know, you can probably build some really fun teams. Yeah, totally right. Thank you very much, Hugh, as usual, for coming to the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been great. And finally, to Jason as well. It's been great to have you. Anything else to add at the end here? No, not really. I think we covered a lot. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how... Um these players actually play out when when kind of we get our hands on them because this year now there's so many different factors that mm. are completely new obviously play style is going to be huge the gameplay is is going to be particularly mm-hmm. different in certain areas 
you know, combining men and women as well. So there's so many different uh, different elements. So it's going to be interesting to see where the meta lies. I can't. I don't think anyone would have predicted that Alawiran would have been so good this year. So who's who's going to be next year? That's interesting. yeah. I definitely agree. Thanks, Jason, for for coming on as per usual. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Indeed, and you can catch Jason and Josh on an episode that's out at the moment on Patreon talking about footies, how it's been so far, what we're making of summer content, all that sort of stuff. I think even if you're not currently engaged with foot, it'll be interesting. I certainly found it interesting despite being away for a week or two. If you'd like to check that episode out and become a supporter, then you can do so. Just search Support for Weekly. It's just £3 a month for double the content. And all that's left to be said is a big thank you for listening and a big thank you to those supporters for making these Foot Weekly episodes possible. And thank you too to those Icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, DJ FIFA player, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Dan W, Waterman, N Hagman, Harry A, Jake G, Roger D, Springford, Alec, Bracco, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, J Kell, Ibis24, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really, it has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.